<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Incomparable. Number 673, July 2023. Welcome back to The Incomparable. I am your host, Dan Morin, and I am joined this week by a murderer's row of panelists <laughs> to discuss one of my favorite Whoa. movies. I'm sorry, did I reveal too much that all of our panelists have been accused of murder? Um, uh, joining me to discuss Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, Aline Sims is here. Hi, Aline. This is one of my like childhood favorite movies. I remember watching this. I think it came out when I was seven. Mm. Um, so I'm like so excited to talk yes. about it. Excellent. You're in the right place. Kathy Campbell's also here. Hi, Kathy. Hello. I also was seven. Uh, and this Conspiracy? also <laughs> was mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies. And it was just so delightful to watch it again with the purpose of talking about it. So uh, you may have chosen poorly or wisely. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Let me know at the end. Uh, Monty Ashley, were you also seven when this movie comes out? My guess is no. <laughs> uh, I was 19. And I, you know, I like this movie okay. <laughs> Way to bring good. down the We're room, Monty. Awesome. <laughs> Way to fine. level it out. <laughs> it's a good time. I like it. It's, I okay. enjoy watching right. it. Good. Okay. Uh, and Tony Sindelar is also joining us. Hello, Tony. Hello, Dan. We named the dog the incomparable. Uh, I was I was eight, uh, but I'm sure I only discovered it later as a you know as a, a young teen, uh, a tween, if you will, and very much enjoyed this movie because I like things that are good. Um, <laughs> bold, yeah. bold position you've staked bold out there. Bold position. I am a man or a small child of taste. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also saw this movie. I think I was in my. I must have been also a tween or teenager, and uh, I caught it on my my uncle and aunt's TV. I don't remember, maybe MVHS, uh, and I I think I missed a big chunk of it the first time I saw it, but I liked it enough that I, I went back and rewatched it many, 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 many times. Um, uh, so yeah, let's talk about it, and I guess we should um, <laughs> talk about the plot. Yeah, yeah, we'll walk through the plot a little bit, talk about it, and and you know discuss what we like or if you're monty what you find great or okay yeah. about this movie 
<laughs> I um, want to know how everything about Indiana Jones came to be. And if that could happen in like, like 20 minutes, minutes of yeah. his, yeah. Yeah. that would be great. It, like a super formative afternoon. I See, yeah. I, I, I love this sequence. Uh, I think it's great because I think a lot of other movies are like, let's answer all the questions, but let's do it in like a, a sort of fan service way where they're scattered throughout. And it's like, no, they happen in like 90 minutes. Could we, uh, could we have another movie about a Harrison Ford character where it's just him finding out stuff about the the origin of that character is that a possibility can we do that mm. oh, i've never even seen i've never even seen the scar on his chin but they made yep. sure to yep. make room to show how he got it just like the right. dice in solo yep. yes and ironically yep. he got that scar from some dice um oh no <laughs> yeah uh um so we this, this opens with a lengthy flashback sequence to teenage indiana jones played by uh river phoenix um, yeah, uh, Rob river yeah, phoenix good old river phoenix um yeah i know and he's basically a boy scout and he is on basically, a little trip he is a boy scout he's literally a boy scout yeah basically he's a boy scout basically it's a boy scout it sums basically. it up what else do you need to know i'm sorry uh, as the resident eagle scout would you like to clarify say, something? Yes. Uh, yes. You'll notice from his uniform that uh, young Indiana Jones is a life scout. Uh, and uh, he's in Utah on a trip with other Boy Scouts. There's a lot of discussion on the internet about uh, the apocryphal nature of his uniform and things like that. But this was the very early days of the Boy Scouts. So like anything could happen. Anything. Like <laughs> anything. You, could, you could stumble upon <laughs> people finding yeah. an ancient crucifix, for example, yep. in the middle of... A state park, was probably now a state park in Utah. Yep, it's so, Monument Valley. It's been a state park as long as they've had it, state it's parks. Uh, it was not a. Mo- it was not a state park at the time of uh, that the scene is oh, set. This is this is we've gotten. Wow, this, this is um, what people tune in for. <laughs> so, as the resident person who grew up very near Arches in Monument Valley, I got to say the opening sequence is very near and dear to my heart. I. I, this is like this is my childhood landscape basically um it was filmed in arches national park pagosa springs colorado cortez colorado they wanted to film at mesa verde um but the ute mountain ute tribe would not let them do it on religious grounds which i totally get so like this scenery in the opening sequence this is what i grew up with and like where i drive through when I go from Phoenix to home to visit my family. So it's like especially poignant for me, but like I've never stumbled across anybody. Yeah. Like (laughs) anybody um, trying to, well, I guess I probably have stumbled across people trying to steal Asian artifacts. Actually, yeah. I know people who have, they're just not wearing uh, as cool hats. Yeah, right. they're not. I know people who have arrowheads and pottery in their mm-hmm. homes, so I can't even talk about that. But like, like this is it's it's not like it's important to me. But every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, like this is my childhood kind of um, <laughs> less adventure. There are actually fewer trains that run across that part of the country than you well, are now. Uh, I mean, yeah, you are led to believe, but well over a hundred years ago, a hundred years later. Yeah. So oh my gosh. anyway, that's like my, like, I think that's a, a big reason of, of why I love this movie so much. Other than it being really formative for me, it's, it's just, it's a little bit of home. Mm-hmm. I one thing I really like about this opening sequence and it was I tried to go in like sort of, you know, watching with fresh eyes on a movie that I've seen a dozen times. 
Um, but I love that it is sort of the fake out entrance, right? Because yeah. like, yes. it's supposed to every other movie, right? You know, we we open with sort of indie doing something, um, and this Very one, indie. right? We see the guy in the hat, right? He's clearly, you know, they've costumed him to look like indie, uh, and like he's looking for like... an artifact. Yeah, all of that. He's got the, you know, and and it's not until he like turns around with the cross that it's revealed it's not him, and then the simultaneously we get the reveal that this kid. <laughs> who's wandering around there is young Indiana Jones. And I think that's a, it's a nice setup and a nice little like subverting your expectations bit at the beginning. Yeah. And it really sets you up to have that formative. Oh, Hey, who is Indiana Jones? And why does he have a scar on his chin that nobody (laughs) noticed? How does he feel about snakes? Anybody know? (laughs) (laughs) I also just like that. It's clearly a John Ford reference. Like, Anything in Monument Valley, I think, is a John Ford reference, but Steven Spielberg going there definitely means he was like, <laughs> I want to be John Ford for this two weeks or whatever. And it's good looking, too. I mean, like, my wife was commenting when we were rewatching this. She's like, This, is the, I mean, like, Spielberg, she's like, Bold stance. Spielberg makes pretty good movies. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but there's like Whoa, some good why shots. Why is Cat not on this with these great, great takes? Uh, you know, because somebody. <laughs> She she got luckily drew straws and get to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have our lengthy opening sequence here, which of course involves Indy stealing the cross from the grave robbers. I guess they're kind of grave robbers. Yeah, they're they're tomb robbers. Okay, I didn't know if there's a a, a, a grave or a tomb or it's just a, a like yeah, a that's where a he good, left all That's a really stuff. good question. When does it? At what age or like years? that it's been buried does it become a tomb versus a I think technically grave? a tomb is a certain well, type of like yes like, a tomb yeah. is above ground and a yeah. grave is below ground yeah, yeah. Short okay. version of but I guess yeah. my question was okay. whether there were dead people in it and uh, I guess the answer is yes I don't know why they're out here never mind it's not relevant to the story you know what? Yeah. <laughs> let's get back <laughs> to we the maybe found things. a plot hole in Indiana no. Jones no. No. ask why people were buried in a yeah. weird place let's in drive movie <laughs> is seamless let's There's drive no a problems. circus train right over that plot hole shall we yeah. <laughs> um, a, a, a lengthy circus train chase sequence involving yep. everything. Also, he from... lost his horse because he he left it there. So that that <laughs> horse is gonna. It'll, I it'll haven't seen Dial Dial Destiny. Maybe that horse shows up later and is mad. <laughs> Why so. did he get on that train? He's faster than them, and he gets on a train that's slower than them. <laughs> Because that's what you because you get if you're on a horse and there's a train nearby, you got to transition from horse to train because it's, illegal. it's cool. It's, it's cool. Illegal it's a legal. Thing. It's a legal requirement, Monty. Uh, in Utah, okay. in 1912, it was just it was it was what was <laughs> done. illegal not to jump from a yeah. horse to a train while being yeah. pursued by a car. Also, they get on kind of toward the front of the train and then work your way backward. That's not a great idea either. But whatever, you know, we're yeah. all making mistakes here today. <laughs> it's clearly it's his first time right. fighting crime. It might be their first grade robbery we don't know we're oh, figuring yeah, out true. as we go yeah or like their first time being caught grave robbing mm-hmm. that's right yeah so yeah. um yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so as we discussed we learned everything we need to know about indiana jones uh hates hate snakes um, well, was okay with snakes then ate snakes yeah yes. yep. well uh, <laughs> as somebody who also really doesn't like snakes what i appreciate about this movie is that it front loads all the snake scenes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you get it all out of the way very early um and he also not- being dumped in that pile of snakes is enough to give anybody a phobia so i'm okay with it he also sees a guy with a hat and a whip and immediately decides later on i'm going to get a hat and a whip like this guy <laughs> the guy gives yeah. him the, the hat, hat to be yeah. fair <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy is such a good-natured uh, grave robber. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, he's he's the lovely proto Indiana he, Jones, right? Yeah. He's like he's like the guy who plays Indiana Jones at I Disney World. I don't think World. that guy has a PhD, though. Is the thing. <laughs> Yeah. Probably. When I not. first saw him, my thought was he looks like the Indiana Jones at Universal Studios. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it, yeah. Uh. <laughs> except, isn't in the stunt double Indiana Jones at Hollywood Studios not Universal? I'm going to allow it. The, the point Probably, stands. Yeah. Yeah. He, he now, I mean, listen, yeah. listen. I'm just, I'm just filling in these plot holes. There's you know, nothing. Just, just yeah. making sure. There's nothing wonkier than the uh, Indiana Jones stunt double at Universal Studios, which is where he <laughs> moonlights. <laughs> uh, we're also quickly introduced um, as Indy makes his way back to his father, who is seen mm-hmm. uh, only just a kind, warm, loving yes. guy mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who makes him count in Greek. Um, and, uh, we learn, uh, Indiana Jones, of course, has his sort of, uh, constantly getting knocked down, uh, history here established firmly as his, the cross that belongs in a museum is taken from him and returned to the grave robbers who have, I guess, paid off the sheriff here. Mm-hmm. Um, but his dad doesn't care cause he's really busy, uh, drawing some Holy Grail stuff that probably won't he, be relevant he's, later. He's bullet journaling. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and in one of, I think one of the really many great cuts and scenes in this movie, there's a match cut from the, uh, putting the hat on his head. The guy says, you know, oh, you lost today, but you don't have to like it. Puts the hat on his head and we do a, a match cut to Indiana Jones getting punched in the face, uh, <laughs> which feels like a great entrance personally. Um, and a, and a fun boat scene. That's just an, uh, basically an action scene. Um, mm-hmm. which I always enjoy because it's, it's also got like, it's kind of darkly funny too, because that guy who he's been you know looking for the cross for, like he basically gets him killed on that boat and then his hat oh, yeah. floats by. And I always love the hat floating, but just in case you didn't get it, that guy's dead. <laughs> he's dead. I feel like there's, there's a, a subplot there that goes unexplored about, uh, you know, where he cut his corners on his boat budget. Cause that boat. <laughs> I mean, it I think whether Indiana Jones was there or not, it, like that boat was going to be in trouble. Yeah, it does yeah. seem not great. I mean, there's a the water. Knocks it's one of, over yeah, it's stuff one of those boats and... that you're not supposed to get wet, basically, as far as I can tell. It explodes, <laughs> violently explodes. Uh, um, but, you know, I yeah. I want to start a site after watching this. I was like, you know, we need a website that's like super realistic explosions dot com. That's just like <laughs> animated GIFs of things like this boat going up because it was like it took nothing nothing mm-hmm. for that to to go off and uh it, it was very rainy it was very <laughs> rainy. contributes to explosions i do understand yes the yeah. the chemistry of this uh but it, it just it cracks me up anytime i watch a movie and it's like oh yeah that totally would happen in real life absolutely mm. absolutely for the record, superrealisticexplosions.com is available. Okay. Ooh. Well, someone buy that and all do right. something with it because <laughs> that's, I don't that's need a more opportunity for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, from there, we jump back to the uh, India's as professor, uh, which we get sort of a bookend to from Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he's teaching his class and he is telling everybody, like, no, archaeology is super boring. And list of things that will definitely not be relevant at any time in the future. 
Um, this is the uh, classic movie trope where, you know, in reality, college professors maybe spend a couple hours a week <laughs> teaching in the classroom. But in a movie, if a professor, if somebody is going to go find a professor, they're 100 percent at the end at, the, at a lecture hall. <laughs> and it's also only several minutes before class is going to end. It's, you know, um, so, yeah, perfect. Do you think those girls that are in his class, they're all swooning over him? There's a couple of guys this time, which I approve of. <laughs> Do you think they're mad every time he leaves to go? through the window <laughs> no to go like be a treasure hunter and then well, they, the find up, they just signed up for an the, art the the people waiting outside his office uh seem not happy or at least some of them are uh you know like there's it there's at least one line in there about papers needing to be graded uh so i think this is a slightly uh different version of professor indiana jones where we you know in raiders mm. of the lost ark it seemed everything was great I think this is a guy who maybe is not going to get approved for tenure um, because, all you know, I'm, all I'm saying you're is assuming that all he doesn't students, already have tenure. Well, all the students want to be little archaeology groupies. And every time he leaves and now a TA is teaching them about archaeology, <laughs> yeah. which is not what they want. They don't I don't signed up to take days. this from Dr. Henry yeah. Jones. And yeah, yeah. he yeah. never he's never here. He's always <laughs> running around, but he comes back with good stories. So mm. I do I do like that he climbs out the window and I my yeah. notes on this one simply said he is such a terrible professor. <laughs> Honestly, I felt that with some of my students though. Just just <laughs> <laughs> Um we also learn of course um that he's gotten up. He's got mail, uh very salient mm-hmm. detail. Um mm-hmm. and he is quickly accosted too. uh who I like you also imagine them like these guys who are like show up in the car to like take him somewhere. Uh, and they're like, uh, so we're here to find this professor. Is he the guy climbing out the window? <laughs> I, I guess. Okay. Uh, and he is dragged immediately to a fancy gala where he doesn't get to actually do anything, but he does get a glass of champagne. Um, That's good, at least. With Walter Donovan, um, who is a wealthy philanthropist, I guess, um, an industrialist. I, I, in my, yeah, in my head, he's an industrialist. I mean, you know, he, maybe he makes uh, automobiles and has alternative political ideas. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Uh, who basically tells him about his um, attempt to find the Holy Grail. Uh, I will say for a, uh, a a guy who's theoretically savvy in the business world, really buries the lead on his pitch to uh, <laughs> to Indiana Jones about why you should do this. Um, in that you know your father's missing is like the last thing mentioned. Like let's let's spend some time with a tablet first. Let me tell you about stuff in Italy. Let me tell you how great hoping, this is. Hoping you know. that he would want to come on his own. Mm. Not to save his dad, but it's good, like but that know, was going to come up sooner or later, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I would think. think. I think the Holy Grail is too on the nose for the subject of an Indiana Jones movie. I like it when it's something I've barely heard of. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel uh, like I. I don't know. I, I think something about the Holy Grail works, especially in the era where they thought this was going to be the last movie. Like, it's well, the that's thing the thing. Where... It's hard to do future movies after you found the literal holy grail. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you, you didn't get to keep it or anything. Um, so there is actually an article with an interview with uh, in 2008 with George Lucas. And he was like, the Ark of the Covenant was perfect. The Sankara stones were way too esoteric. The holy grail mm-hmm. was sort of feeble. But at the same time, we put the father in there to cover for it. So... 
really, George Lucas also kind of thought that the Holy Grail was not the best option, but Although, uh, yeah. George Lucas's opinions on stuff is kind of... <laughs> oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Have you guys read the Raiders of the Lost Ark story conference? No. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's great. George Lucas makes a million brilliant points during that thing. He is so smart on story construction on Indiana Jones. I I think the Holy Grail, I mean, I don't know. What's nice about it, I think, is there is so much lore about it. And it does, Mm. I don't know, something for me tickled my interest because it, you know, it was certainly something I had heard of, right? Like, and it has all of this. Like, I was looking up some of the stuff afterwards, and, like, you know, a lot of it is drawn from various, like, apocryphal stories uh, and stuff about, like, the, you know, the brothers and all the, the you know, where all these things are, uh, Alexandretta and all this. And I, I thought that kind of worked for me because it was enough to sort of pique my interest. Um, mm. And I agree with the point that, like, the stones from Temple of Doom are much more obscure and so it's like harder it was harder for me to like get into it a little bit more than you know i think the holy grail and and some of it does i think feel a little bit maybe like going back to the well of the ark but the well of souls yes thank you monty i saw this when i was a young young foolish child the only things i knew about uh the holy grail are from this movie and from monty python (laughs) and that's fine I mean, really, that's all you need to know. Yeah, I and I and here I am today, doing fine. So, uh, yeah, I see no problems. <laughs> Nailed it. Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements, so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com this is the part in the movie where i really start thinking about museums and how my relationship with them has changed over the last decade though Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna take this and we're gonna like put it in a museum not gonna put it in a museum but like i just i keep thinking hmm or we could leave it where it is and i mean the uh i think the indiana jones argument is it belongs in a museum asterisk not a private collection i right. think it the, belongs in a museum know. in america yeah not yeah. where yeah. it is in some foreign country yeah, yeah. yeah. right <laughs> maybe the british museum so we get the layout from Walter Donovan, as we said, that his dad was looking for it and he's missing. Um, and so, you know, he wants Indy to take the job, which leads Indy to go check on his dad, who apparently, as we learned from Marcus, uh, he has a bit of a strained relationship with, finds his dad's home ransacked. Um, the f- Do you ever notice the fan is still running? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't really... <laughs> I was like, they're like ransacking. It's like, whoa, this is hot work. Ransacking this <laughs> yeah, apartment. We, we better turn sure. the fan off. Yeah. Well, there's probably a lot of dust and, you know, you got to move that around. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see any ducks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and at which point Indy learns that what his father sent for later. <laughs> his, his father has sent him his Grail diary um, from Venice, uh, which has all of his research in it. With uh, you know, you could have put a note in that said, "Yeah, yeah," <laughs> a note yeah. saying, "Don't bring this back to me." <laughs> yeah, do, do not go to Venice. Put this in a safe deposit box. I am in danger. You know, anything, literally anything, but it that's it feels, uh, I mean, representative of their uh, lousy relationship. I was gonna where, say, yeah. You know, a lo- lot of assumptions are made. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, and I think probably his his dad is not the most. You know, he's thoughtful about some things, but like not about other things, right? Like he doesn't really think everything through. Yeah, he's kind of the epitome of, you know, oh, let's let's pull a dad that clearly has other priorities. And also a little bit of the doddering uh, professor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We then move on to, uh, obviously, he's going to take the job and go to Venice. We get the uh, uh, obligatory red line on the map. <laughs> Uh, so we can see where they fly. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Just to make sure you know you're watching an Indiana Jones movie. Yep. And also um, so you know where Venice is. Um yeah. and we arrive uh in Venice uh into uh basically where we meet uh Dr. Elsa Schneider, who is uh, a woman? A woman? <gasps> can a woman be an archaeologist? Is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> and she's obviously not there's nothing uh you know, confusing or uh, potentially problematic with her. Obviously, she is Dr. Jones's or Mr. Jones, old, old Daddy Jones. I don't know. <laughs> Dr. Jones's. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it, it just uh, like, where's the verification? Like, how do you, why would you just trust some random person? Oh, hey, you well, must be Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, it was like the 1930s, right? Like, it's true. They didn't have <laughs> all the various ways of proving all these things, right? You had to like, you can like call people ahead of time. You had to just and, show up and like be like, oh, you're there. Very poor. It was yeah. not not great. <laughs> and you know, look at her. Look at that bone structure. Come on. <laughs> true. It's true. It is. It is Indiana Jones, and she is literally any woman. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, makes sense. Valid. Acceptable. Uh, I do appreciate that he immediately starts um, hitting on her and Marcus Brody is like, I am so tired of this. <laughs> uh, um, so we immediately go off to the library because it's the last place that we saw uh, Indy's dad. Uh, and he was looking for information about a tomb or a grave, <laughs> um, <laughs> which involves some Roman numerals. Uh, which are conveniently mm. written everywhere in this library that was used to be a church. Um, uh-huh. Which uh, leads us into our first uh, sort of uh, adventure scene in the catacombs below. Just Venice. a second. I, I, um, I want yeah. to take issue with his method of getting to the catacombs briefly. <laughs> do, do you feel like that floor is valuable and should not be destroyed? Yeah, I feel like he could maybe ask around for permission mm-hmm. before just smashing stuff up willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, Are there maybe uh-huh. some stairs somewhere that I could take? Dan instead? is extremely pro uh, destruction of libraries, so obviously he's, uh, he that's... has a history of that. So Dan's not shedding any tears here. Oh, and you got to uh, get somewhere. You yeah. got to get somewhere. I mean, well, so I do appreciate yeah. that the blatant disregard for anybody else's <laughs> property or history is not just for. 
like Central American people. It also applies <laughs> yeah. to mm. Europeans. So at least mm-hmm. yeah. we have kind of an equal spread on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do love the the timing uh with the librarian. Yes. That it always makes me laugh. So funny. I literally laughed out loud because I had forgotten about that scene somehow. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's it's so good. It's so good. There's some excellent physical comedy work from that guy playing the librarian. I quite enjoy it. I understand he does need to get into the catacombs because, of course, everyone knows that Venice has a wide uh, variety of catacombs. It does not. (laughs) Famous for its basement, Venice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yep, definitely. No plot hole here. You know, I mean, I think that this is kind of indicative of the the magic trick that this movie uh, plays again and again, which I think it, I think it does pretty well. Which is like stuff just keeps happening, and we <laughs> we, we rarely stop uh, to, uh, to you know to catch our breath. Uh, we just keep moving to the next thing. Either something is happening to Indiana Jones, or Indiana Jones is pushing the action forward. And you know, I think in, in part it, it works that like you know he's worried about his dad, and he wants to get he wants to get to where his dad is because he does not have any confidence in his dad's survival ability. Uh, so he's just he's just going thing to thing to thing real, real quick. Uh, and I, I don't know. I think most of the time, it, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this that it's like, wait, really? And But most of the time it works. And it's only after I've seen it like 10 times that I'm like, wait, what's going on? Is that does that actually make any sense? So oh, take let, that library floor is let what me, I say. <laughs> I think it all works perfectly. And I think it's on purpose. They could have yeah. gone. They could have literally picked any city. They picked Venice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's so you can use the, the line, ah, Venice, several <laughs> times. Um, the catacomb scene, I think, is kind of a fun. There's a like, this is one of the things I like about this movie a lot, to your point, I think, Tony, of A, things happening, and B, um, it's not afraid to shy away from the humor. I mean, I know a lot of people critique this movie for being uh, sillier, and I think that's fine. Um, yeah, it, it's not it's not unwilling to lean into that. So you get bits like the pure physical comedy with the like the librarian stamping the books, um, but then you also get the fun little Easter egg things like the you know this where they find the Ark of the Covenant on the wall. <laughs> what is yeah. that? Pretty you sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Um, I Pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> got a growl. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah, that was yes. some quality Harrison Ford there. Um, we also get Harrison Ford throwing himself through a brick wall. So he's willing to destroy property wherever, I guess. He's equal opportunity. <laughs> I mean, he grabs somebody's leg and turns it into a torch. <laughs> <So> <laughs> quality archaeology right there. Yeah. Uh, well, also, he's, rats he, are cuter than bugs or snakes. Agreed. <laughs> Yes. Although volume is important, right? With all of these things. That is a lot of rats. That is yeah. a lot of rats. And how, what are they eating? That's the, the well, that's... Venice is famous for its uh, sewers that are just clogged with cheese. It's, just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the anti Alberta, really. You ever, have you ever seen the uh, post credit scene of Ratatouille? It explains it all. So. <laughs> oh, I missed oh. that somehow. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, get you, gotta on watch, that. you gotta watch out for that. Yep. Um, I also like the 
it's never really explained why there's petroleum over the water. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing here. And you know, and he's carrying a torch <laughs> over stuff that then later immediately ignites. And you know, it's, it's, fine. It, it's fine. It's fine. You know, the idea is that it's dangerous, uh, and then they have to hide under the water later, and that's cool. And then, then stuff explodes. We need it. You know, we have not had an explosion since that boat, and so we're due. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you gotta get gotta get your explosion quota in. Um, we discover the tomb, which has the marker, the full version of the marker that Walter Donovan showed him, which tells him the city where they have to start uh, their quest. Did you think the quest had started? The quest has barely gotten underway, my friend. Ha ha! Mm. It's barely begun. We're in our third the, location uh, already. Pen, yeah. uh, penultimate crusade. Um, <laughs> Uh, and now we are uh, attacked by the, as we mentioned, the explosions, which are set by our nefarious looking characters. You know, they're nefarious because they wear fezes. Um, <laughs> I wrote down Indian Elsa are escaping in a boat with a fezed guy clinging to it. I do. I do love their suits. I think those suits mm-hmm. are amazing. Um, and I love yeah. that the, uh, there's like a one guy when they're jumping in the boats to chase them. There's one guy carrying... <laughs> like a coat horizontally <laughs> with a machine gun in it very subtly um and we get the boat scene the boat scene um i think also uh, highlights one of the great bits about this movie which is the music um the yeah. the music in that boat scene is particularly excellent especially the scenes where they like get up with the propeller and it's like like chopping away at the boat and it's just it's real tense mm-hmm. some good john williams mm-hmm. you're work feeling here. it you know, we've got all kinds of stuff in here. We've got a boat that gets crushed by two bigger boats. Maybe they're ships. Uh, we have a boat that gets chopped up by the propeller. And then I like that it kind of, instead of ending with like a giant explosion, it actually kind of ends with like a like a slow down, down moment of like, okay, we'll, t- we'll take you and talk to you. Um, and we'll, we'll dock briefly here before we say goodbye to you. Uh, as opposed to the kind of like big explosion cut to the next thing it's like no we actually we need a little bit of exposition before we can move on just to the a next little thing bit. Just so enough. you get to live also you'll come back later in the movie so good for you um, <laughs> does anyone know why they push those boats together to like make more boat room or it just... doesn't make any sense <laughs> okay, why would you push two boats <laughs> right together why does that boat have a propeller that is like 60 percent out of the water yeah, wouldn't the propeller right. be much more useful in the water i don't think those that's boats how should... boats work i literally <laughs> never thought of that well, why is it running then? That's really dangerous. <laughs> you know, That's a good they're point. they're working on. Okay, they're they're clearly pulling it out of the dock. They're working on right. the connection from the motor to the let spinny me, thingy. Let me, let me help you out. Here's my generous head canning. I'm applying all of my Dungeons, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons logic here. They have accidentally slipped into the ship uh like junkyard section of venice so those boats are being smashed into each other and that mm. boat has run up a ground this like, is like monster like trucks a demolition derby in Ven- <laughs> yeah the in venice. Okay. They, okay. They, they see that you're okay. saying the boat they were on could have gone up into a thing that's designed to crush boats and they yes. didn't do it <laughs> yep <laughs> so that's you know I'll, you know just assume there were probably a lot of thoughts that they wanted to include with boats going over ramps and stuff and they just they ran out of money so you get you get one boat getting pushed into another boat and another boat with this propeller way out of water kind of moving slowly but still real dangerous if you are a boat so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. i'm glad Valid. that i solved this problem thank you thank you <laughs> i'm so glad you're here tony mm-hmm. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've solved a lot of problems and created no new problems. That's excellent. Nope, none. 
Dan's trying to figure out how to eject me from this call. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, this, the, Quick, that go scene, to Austria. <laughs> that scene, by the way, also has, um, I think, I, I enjoy that whole uh, Kasim, all, all of his lines are, I think, great. I love the bit where he's, you know, uh, they're talking about like, oh, we're both going to die. And he's got the, my soul's prepared. How's yours? Which feels like he's asking him about like a steak that he's eating or something. Like, how's your soul? Soul going okay? Uh, and I like the explanation of the Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword who have, uh, you know, they're there to secretly protect because you need a good secret society. Mm-hmm. Uh, secretly yep, protect yep. the grail. Um, they're also I mean, like, they're they're a nice, they're not like an evil secret society. Yeah, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're but like, they, yeah, we've, we've been hanging around and like maybe we even haven't had to do anything in a while. So we are like super ready to go on this. Um, but yeah, we, do, we do keep th- secrets. Are these guys sad or mad or glad that they are the ones that have to die to protect the grail when there's been 2000 years of people just showing up for work. I know. And for having <laughs> like, oh, my my dad told me to take this job. He said, "Don't worry about it. Nothing ever happens." Mm-hmm. I think just... it's like you know. We I think there's a little bit of uh, excitement, and then they have to all go out into the desert, and they're like, "Oh," um, because like they didn't think this day would ever come. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think they've just been sharpening their knives for generations, and they're you know, right. they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good because they've got work to do. Mm. Um. And we are like off to an yet another location. Well, but not before we uh, get our um, you know inevitable scene between Indy and Elsa uh, after he finds their rooms ransacked uh, and reveals that he has the Grail Diary and she's very upset. And the only way to get that uh, frustration out is that for them to make out. Um, yeah. how so long, good for them. How long do you think she stood in the bathroom waiting for him to come yeah, in? Waiting for him to come <laughs> to in to discover yeah. her. Yeah, <laughs> to establish I like her this alibi. Bit. Yeah, I like that too because it's one of those things that feels like a question that you don't really need answered, like about who ransacked the apartment, and yet yep. they they point it out later, like. Oh, she ransacked her own apartment. It's like, oh, it's a good point. Yeah. There's a plot yeah. hole we uh, plugged right there. Because it's like, you know, yeah. she's playing music, but like there's furniture tipped over. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, yeah. and nobody heard this, which is just like yeah. quietly tipping over furniture yeah, in the next room. I, I mean, they were in the sewers. Uh, you are going to take a really long shower after you've True. been in the sewers. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe shower, te- shower technology was different in 1938. I do uh, appreciate that they have taken showers because that is all I'm thinking about after they ducked into that water yeah. in Venice. Oh, yeah. That yeah. They, you are full of disease now. Yeah. So many diseases. <laughs> um, and, and so we are off to our next location, um, which is uh, to rescue uh, Professor... Professor Jones uh, from a castle in Austria, a castle that is just, if they put castles in central casting is straight <laughs> out of that. There's lightning <laughs> behind it. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, it. that's yeah. a Dracula castle. That's a good castle. It's uh, a very good castle. And uh, it's got Indy, doors and stuff. Yeah. yeah, those, <laughs> yeah. Excellent doors. And a, and a great butler. Um, mm-hmm. Indy yes. concocts a brilliant plan to pretend to be <laughs> Scottish. I feel yep. tapestry <laughs> inspections, guys. They're there to inspect the tapestries. <laughs> we have many tapestries. Uh, I, I feel this is a moment where I was thinking about watching Harrison Ford recently and shrinking on on Apple TV mm-hmm. Plus and and how good he is comedically in that role. And this is one of the rare scenes where I feel like he go like gets to do like a hundred percent comedy. Is like yeah. 
Well, St- what do you want me to do, Stephen? You want me to do a, a Scottish accent? I can do a Scottish accent. Sure. I'll do a terrible Scottish accent. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he, he got an opportunity because, you know, we've had super seriousness in all. I mean, as serious as you can get with Indiana Jones in the previous movies. Yes, there was a little bit of comedy, but this was just like full bore. Yeah, go run free, Harrison. Run mm-hmm. free. Um, yes. So he pretends to be a tapestry inspector and they sneak in, they find, uh, where Indy's dad is being held and he decides he will swing. You could use the whip. It's a necessity. Uh, got to check Always. that off, uh, and gets to swing in. And we are finally introduced for real to professor Henry Jones senior played of course by Sean Connery. Cause the only person cool Woo! enough to play Indiana Jones dad <laughs> is James. <Bond. laughs> Sean Connery. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's so good. He's, he's so funny. So good. This, I think this is what makes this movie. Yes. The dynamic between oh, Sean Connery absolutely. and Harrison Ford is incredible. It's so very good. And so much mm-hmm. of it is subtle, right? Like, mm. like there's great bits that are like, you know, right out in the open there. But like just the looks. I was impressed again is how good these actors are when nothing more than seeing the expression on their faces. But like their dynamic together is is so solid. Sean Connery frequently does physical comedy in this movie, whereas it's like the opposite of James Bond. James Bond, he'd go out and do action. Here he like falls over or yeah. watches somebody yeah. fall over near him, and I laugh every time. I just even <laughs> love there's the thing there, like he's got his little like satchel with his umbrella that is basically kind of <laughs> constantly being like tossed back and forth between them. And they're just like, you know, basically like no one wants to be holding it. And he's always looking for a chance to like sit down or hand it off to someone. And, and uh, Indiana Jones is always like exasperatedly throwing it back to it, handing it back to him, shoving it back to him. And it's just, it's, it's so great throughout. Um, he does a thing where he just looks curiously at Indiana like when they're tied back to back in the chairs or they're in the plane, he'll just look at Indiana like, well, what are you going to do now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, bring it. This is your chance to sign, shine, son. Well, one yeah. of my You're cousin... the action star now, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my cousins points out, he says his favorite scene in this entire movie is uh, a little bit after, I think it's right after the end of this sequence where they escape in the motorcycle. We'll skip it ahead a little bit, but we'll come back to it, where he... Uh, you know, knocks over like a couple guys or whatever, uh, and he like Indy looks real proud of himself. Yeah. And he looks over and his yeah. dad, and his dad's just like shaking <laughs> his head, checks his watch. You know, like yeah. he's like, yeah, that's that's a father son relationship right there. <laughs> yeah. I think it also like with the bag and the umbrella passing forth. Something that I'm experiencing in my life right now is the parenting of the parents, and I yes. think it's kind of reflective of that of like. You know, like, no, I'm not going to hold your junk. Keep track of yeah. your own stuff. Yeah. Like, what are you, why are you handing my this hands to me, are busy. right? Like, I don't yeah. have any room in my pockets, you know? And it just kind of, <laughs> I think it, it's like, probably intentionally, but it is definitely not, I think, to that that dynamic and part of aging yeah. for both children and and parents. And they're just on such different pages throughout the the movie, and it's it's you know it's played for comedy consistently. It you know, but, but 
Indiana Jones never explains what he's doing, right? And and that and 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 Henry uh Professor Jones, his father keeps getting like confused or pissed off or upset. And it's like, you could stop and explain what you're doing, but that's not how you're used to adventuring or archaeology yeah. or whatever. And so there's just constant kind of annoyance uh, and conflict between them. Uh I love I even just the scene where they're, you know, they're they're fleeing the castle and Indiana Jones goes to the boat and he's gonna use the boat as a distraction, but and and the the bag gets thrown to him and the boat and he throws the bag back and he's like no we're not doing this and it's like what if you used your words indiana jones (laughs) right (laughs) i mean why would he use his words though he never Mm -hmm. learned how to use his Mm -hmm. words yeah no they uh they'll have one conversation later it'll be okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's he's not the kind of professor who holds your hand through a thing he like Mm -hmm. points you at the destination and hopes that you'll get there eventually which of them they're both professors and neither of them seems particularly good at that yeah yeah i yeah, I, I think, I mean, neither of them seems like they're the best professor. No. <laughs> I think they both have their foibles. Uh, uh, it was 1938. Are... They're both white yeah. men. They, they, yeah, that was yeah. all, yeah. It was all, all this worked. It was all a tuck. Yeah, he's got a hat. The other one's got a bow tie. Tenure. Um, <laughs> there are a couple of times I don't, what accent is Sean Connery doing in this movie? <laughs> I thought he was just doing his own. I'm not sure he can do another okay. one. Uh, it's his Russian <laughs> accent, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm okay. just like submarine captain I and was, a professor I was unclear if he was supposed to be American or no, Scottish or American or Scottish, Scottish descent. Okay. Because uh, there's definitely it is definitely times where it's like that's not an American accent. Oh, no. he's, I don't okay. think I don't think he's attempting that. Nor should he, okay. frankly. Yeah. And yeah. I, okay. I think that's also why. Indy has the quote unquote Scottish accent. Yes. When he He's enters the castle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'd never even put that together. Okay. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I just want to take a second to dissect this, the first scene that we see the two of them together. Because everything about that scene, I think, is just amazingly well shot and well mm-hmm. written and acted. I mean, it starts with, you know, he smashes him over the head with the vase. <laughs> And then he like jumps, it's Harrison Ford like jumps up and he's yeah. like, oh, yes, sir. Yes. Like, cause it's like the throwback to the, the opening scenes where he's being chastised by his dad. Uh, and then you have the whole, like them talking at cross purposes, right? Where he's like, oh, I'll never forgive myself. if I. <laughs> it's a fake. Um, you know, it turns out that the vase isn't real and everything, but like, you know, that's sort of emblematic of their whole relationship is they're sort of talking past each other the whole time. And in there, you know, Indy's looking for a connection that he's not getting from his dad and his dad just thinks he doesn't pay attention. Uh, And his dad is not concerned about brain damage at all. (laughs) Well, like Indiana says later on, he, his father cares more about an ancient vase than he does about his son. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and then we, of course, have the revelation um, that uh, Elsa um, is being held at gunpoint by our non Nazi villain. Uh, and uh, Sean Connery uh, is pointing out that it's like, no, she's one of them. You know, don't trust her. Yeah. Uh, and Indy does not listen to his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's of thinking, not. thinking with something else. Uh, yeah. And he uh, but gives also up- here's another example of use more words. Mm. 
just very basically, hey, uh, I slept with her too. She's not. <laughs> you blurt that out at the first opportunity. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I nailed that. <laughs> oh, hey, Dad, Dad, not in front of me. about this woman. <laughs> Fun facts. Um, <laughs> I mean, they don't talk. Yeah, they don't talk about anything. I don't think that's going to come up first. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, and that, of course, uh, leads into them being tied up to chairs uh, in a room uh, and I love interrogated. This scene. I love this scene so, so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, it's a great scene. I mean, we have them both, you know, being like interrogated. And we have the uh, the the Austrian goodbye and the German goodbye. <laughs> uh, uh, the reveal that Walter Donovan is, of course, our villain, just in case you didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, what? I like I like that we then kind of have this trifecta of villains, right? Uh, we've got Elsa, who's evil archaeologist. We've got the SS uh, guy, who presumably has a name that I've never bothered to learn. Yeah, uh, no who's, idea. Who's, who's kind of the, you know, he's the most, the Naziest Nazi that's available. <laughs> and then uh, Walter Donovan uh, as the the turncoat. But it's, it's you know, because like they have various backs and forths, uh, you know, in scenes that the heroes are not in and they each have their own little agendas. And it's like th- they could have just had one villain. Uh, and it's kind of fun that they've got this little, uh, you know, committee of villains uh, yeah. squabbling amongst themselves over how they're going to get to the grail first or, or you know, break off and kill someone or, or, or whatnot. And it, it works well, I think. Well, and there's that whole bit where Elsa says, you know, I believe in the grail, not the swastika. Like, yep. she's just, you know, she just happens to be Nazi. Mm-hmm. Well, and Donovan too, right? He's he's yeah. yeah kind he of later has a thing. Too. He expects to be there long after uh, the Nazis get defeated. Yeah, uh, little little ambitious that he thinks he'll get to just hold on to the Grail. But you know that that seems consistent with his uh, way of doing business. That he he just thinks he'll always win, and uh, money will solve problems. A, um, rich white yeah. man in the 1930s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you have to say in the 1930s? Well, right yeah. There? You could just probably <laughs> just left true. it off. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, and then of course we have the scene where they try to escape, um, which I think is a, a brilliant bit of comedy that I can understand. Maybe some people find that divisive, but I'm I'm with Aline. I love this scene. I, t- I think it's it's great. Like the so fireplace good. and I just <laughs> oh the fireplace set piece is so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just oh I don't know, and I think in a lot of other movies it absolutely would not work for me, but in this it's just like oh yeah, of course. There's like a secret Nazi base in the in in, in the in the I don't know cavern behind the fireplace mm-hmm. or whatever, and I just I don't know it it just makes me laugh so much. And their reaction to it, like they don't even notice, like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be this lockdown thing, and they're just like whatever. Doop, 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 yeah. doop, doop. Well, and they're they're fumbling with the secret path, which is great, right? The secret passage is not. Uh, an, an immediate escape and in fact perhaps gets them into more trouble and they're they're spinning and then it's you know it, they're trapped on the, each different sides and then ultimately they use the secret passage to get the uh the, the upper hand on the bad guys it's uh it's a delight i also enjoy the sh- the cinematography of the scene because there's a great scene where they when they are hopping over to the fireplace and the and the camera pulls back and you can kind of i feel like to a certain degree you can see through the movie magic here because as soon as it starts pulling back like everything's on fire a pillar yeah. falls over that's on fire <laughs> oh, you yeah. can like picture them all being like all right now knock over the pillar but it's still <laughs> a great looking scene it's so good 
Um, this leads to them uh, running around, finding other secret passages, and, and finally getting onto their secret motorbike. passage that lives to a secret passage. What is this Ravenloft? It's great. <laughs> a magical appearing th- staircase, which is yeah. very hard to yeah. build. That is amazing. Yeah, that's, I, I need yeah. one of those badly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yes, once again, uh, a problem solved by Sean Connery just sitting down and taking yep. a beat. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the opposite of Harrison Ford running around frantically looking for. <laughs> looking for a way out um and then we get the motorcycle chase uh which i think is a great bit of action choreography uh i have a lego set of this scene same yeah, yeah. I think yeah. We do too. Uh, mainly for the little sean connery minifig which is great mm-hmm. uh i like all this scene like he gets to joust with the you know like the flagpole uh <laughs> gets to stick it part of it through the wheel of another one i mean all of this is fun yeah, those uh, those uh, Nazi motorcycle guys are not great at their job. Uh, especially, there's a guy who gets the motorcycle and he's like putting it on the back of their motorcycle, and it's like, I mean, I guess that's real intimidating, but I don't know what you're trying to do there. <laughs> um, they look annoyed know. more than anything. Yeah, I mean, I think many of them like forgot they were in such a rush to get out and catch Indiana Jones that only one of them brought a gun, and uh, <laughs> right. you know, that's you know, it's fine. We all we've all left the house without something we've needed before. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're just they're 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 they want to get on their motorcycles. <laughs> and this leads us to the dispute after they've dispatched them about are they going to go to Berlin to get the diary or are they going <laughs> to go and try and make their way to Alexandretta where Marcus Brody is? Um, I guess I first skipped over the, <laughs> the Poor lovely Brody. Marcus Brody part <laughs> where <laughs> I I think, again, one of the greatest smash cuts. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Perfect. Yes. Oh, blend yeah. in. Disappear. He knows every local costume. <laughs> <laughs> He's lucky he got the grail already. Uh, Does anyone speak English? <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> English <Asian Greek>. Greek? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, oh, so Malia, uh I again, I realize that people think that some of this gets overly comedic, but Denholm Elliot is so good mm-hmm. at being bumbling. I love well, this. And, and, you yeah. know, especially we've we've already got the doddering professor uh but it's like no we have two flavors of daughter and professor and they are like they're distinct yet complementary right and later yeah. we'll like hey guys just check it out later we're gonna put them in a tank together you're gonna love it uh, it's, 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 the difference yeah. is that marcus will walk into an empty sewer or an open manhole cover whereas sean connery will magically step on something that's just rising up mr magoo style yes, yes. that is that yes. is it. yes uh yeah um yeah uh i do appreciate uh, denholm elliott's work here um also uh we mm-hmm. get to uh get sala uh john mm-hmm. davies back um yeah. in another fun scene uh papers yes i have your papers right here run <laughs> run <laughs> uh i i su- <laughs> <laughs> it's so I, I good. suppose we should at least acknowledge that having John Rhys Davies, a Welshman, play an Egyptian yeah. is super problematic. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I also do love he's that character. It's just I don't know. It's fun. That character is fun, um, um, and it's a character they brought back, which is yes. which is nice, and it, it, you know, and and gets to do some neat stuff in this in this one. And it's 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 a good character to see again. I do enjoy how he gets to, like he's a he's so committed to getting Brody safe, but like. The, just the little shot of him once he gets Brody into what he thinks is that house mm-hmm. and he's like got yeah. his like fists up and he's like ready to like box everybody <laughs> who's coming their way which I just love it's like the game's like I am outnumbered and probably mm-hmm. outgunned but I am gonna go down swinging 
Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, and then the truck closes and drives away, and he like slumps against the thing. It's he's just uh, so sad. Yeah. Um. The uh, so yeah. So we we know that Brody's been taken. Um. And so they decide have to decide which way they're going. Uh. Sean Connery points out they still need other stuff that's in the Grail Diary because it's got all the information about how to get past these devilish tests and booby traps. Uh, but he doesn't remember, so that's why he wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, professor! Absolutely, that's yeah. why you write things down. <laughs> yeah, and also, like you know, maybe he discovered these things like thirty-five years ago. Uh, you know, he's been he has been working on this project for a long time. Yeah, I like how giddy he is about like he's like I found the answers in this particular book. I don't remember what they are, but I remember the book I read it in because I have totally been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was reading that on the internet somewhere. <laughs> what was it? Um, thus leading to perhaps, um, I don't know if it's the most comedic scene featuring Hitler in a movie, but, uh, <laughs> maybe not, maybe the producers, I, um, I was thinking of uh, Jojo yeah. Rabbit. Yeah. Jojo, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit fair, fair, fair. <laughs> a lot fair of fashion. options there. Yeah. Yeah. Big comedic actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, hate, hate to be the go-to guy who plays Hitler in a movie. That's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that guy in the GIF. He's in a lot of funny things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, so he reclaimed, Indy reclaims the diary from Elsa and then is forced to up into a crowd where he runs into Adolf, who decides he's going to sign his audit, proffered autograph book. Um, and then they're they're back on their way. And there's some tension there, too, because it's like it is a book burning rally, you know, <laughs> so right. it's like and you show up with a book. Is- that yeah, is... <laughs> is the book gonna make it? Well, it's got, you hand it, it to Hitler. Is it? Yeah. Is is he gonna toss it yeah. in? Like, yeah. And and why did it? Why did he sign it and not throw it in? Like, well, it, so there's a crowd of people rushing to get autographs that he's he gets mixed up in. They they do show that it's clearly it's it's unfortunately fans uh, that are rushing up to 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 get him. So I think I think it all works. And I, I mean, I even love that there's the there's the there's the close up scene of Elsa who is there because she's been requested to be there and she does not want to be at a book burning, mm. right? Yeah. She is a, she is a, an, an, uh, an academic and she thinks that this is gross and, and distasteful. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, I, I think it all, it, it all works. The, you know, I think there's the, I think uh, Spielberg has said he probably wouldn't make this scene ever, you know, later. Uh, um, but, you know. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's, it's always like, yeah, do you play Hitler for comedy? <laughs> um, and it's like, I, I mean, I think there's the, how it's done here is, I don't know. I think interesting uh, because this is not like a slapstick Hitler. This is not. And it's like they it's basically it's just two characters, one of them being a historical real person and the character, the protagonist of the movie is just happening to collide. Uh, and that 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 in and of itself is kind of weird and 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 amusing um, without necessarily saying anything about either of those characters. Yeah. Uh, moreover, like you know, even though we know Hitler is the bad guy, like it's not like they're Thanks, here to to kill. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like they're here to kill him, right? It's not like oh, no. well, yeah. you can kill Hitler and then this problem would solve itself. Um, but I I do agree that the the adding the complexity for Elsa is an interesting um, little bit here because it's something they do sort of hang a lantern on it later. But I think that's a good shot because it's as you said, it like shows something that we can intuit as the audience about this. Yeah. 
Um, but of course, it also indicates that they need the Grail Diary for something else, which tips their hand a bit. But um, still, they are off to escape Germany. And the, there's only one way to escape Germany, as we here at The Incomparable know, uh, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. is via Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, from the Flughafen. Um, I like their disguises, which are Sean Connery, take off your glasses so you can't see anything. <laughs> the surest way to not be recognized is if you can't see anything. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, again, a nice comedic scene where they, uh, uh, our, the, our Nazi villain shows up to find them, uh, and Indy is forced to think on his feet, dresses up like one of the waiters, uh, mm-hmm. and, and punches the Nazi and throws him off the Zeppelin. <laughs> No ticket. No I think ticket. that scene is funny. I want to know why those bags are down there that the Nazi fell on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Shouldn't those Dude, be on is there board? A second, is there a second Zeppelin that those like, were transports just, the stuff? Those were just unloaded. And unfortunately, many German and Austrian luggage was crushed. Upon, so, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Why also, they so take off there. real fast after that guy gets thrown off. Fun fact about airships, they don't take off very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that guy was just going to run back up the ramp after getting thrown off. It was going to yeah, be real yeah. awkward at that point. He could grab one of those ropes that are hanging down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they're for. Um, yep. uh, so we have our one of our few sort of like introspective scenes with Indy and his dad talking about like their, you know, his upbringing and the fact that. Uh, when his mom died, like that they didn't really have a like con- connection at all. Um, and I like that this basically is like almost like almost an emotional scene. And then Sean Connery's like, well, what do you want to talk about? I feel like I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they want to have that conversation with your dad. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. I literally can't think of anything right now. Um, and so uh, it's into the studying all the, the booby traps that they are expecting to encounter. Uh, Which yeah. is, you know, and a, a, a we they want to tell us about these things before you show them later, but also like they don't know how to talk about anything except the work, except their project, yeah, 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 their work. Yep, <laughs> feelings talk, no, no time. Uh, and just well, there's no time because the zeppelin gets turned around and they're going back mm-hmm. to Germany, so they have to escape via a plane that Indiana Jones knows how to fly, but not land. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So See, can... they're starting to communicate, you know, <laughs> which and it works well because his dad knows how to shoot but not aim. So yeah, it's, yeah. it works out. Yeah, the Nazis know how to shoot but not aim too. By the way, Well, you know, remember Monty? They're the ones that are stationed at home. They're not the best ones that they're sending out. Right. right. You know. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> also, to be fair, I'm just saying the... it is a slow-moving biplane yeah. going straight yeah. forward. Yeah. You, you would you think, think one of the it. three fighter jets would be able to take it out. It's, oh. they, maybe it's that they fly too fast, right? It's hard mm. to catch up. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. flying so slow, they just keep overshooting it. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> that explains everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> in mishap, um, uh, Henry Sr. shoots down their own plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but tries to cover it up. Shotten. They got us. Very good. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Which more. I love. Yeah. Like the not admitting to screwing up is right? like, well, he starts, right? He's like, perfect. I'm sorry. They got us. Yeah. <laughs> um, they crash into a farm in the middle of 
I don't know where we are now. They were going from Germany to <laughs> generic somewhere? European. Yeah, it's it seems it's Eastern Europe ish. So I don't know, maybe yeah, like the kind Balkan of Mediterranean. Somewhere. Like yeah, yeah I mean, could like it be like Greece Serbia or somewhere? Yeah, I guess. I, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sure. I mean, okay. they. I feel like they are conspicuously communicating not Germany or Austria is what they you right. know is is what this is. There's you know there's a bunch of goats. What more do you need to know? Um, <laughs> they steal a guy's car. <laughs> Yep. Well, he's changing the tire. Thank God he'd finished changing the tire. Otherwise, mm-hmm. that was a non-starter. Right, that would have been awkward. Um, because again, no respect for other people's property. <laughs> yep. Correct. Yep. It's yep. consistent. Um, we have a brief chase where they drive through a tunnel and a plane tries to go through a tunnel and works about as well as you expect. Um, and then their their road gets bombed and they drive into a big ditch and are forced to flee uh, and <laughs> Uh, down to a beach where there's a bunch of birds, uh, which Sean Connery uses his umbrella to startle into the sky and take down the last plane, which I think is actually a pretty good solution. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he is remembered so his... proud of himself. <laughs> he remembered his Charlemagne. Mm. Uh, his walk back once he's done yes. it. He's so yeah. smug. Just a little bit of that James Bond finally poking through here. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. But the he's comedic like, version I got to do one Bond. cool thing in this movie. <laughs> I like that it comes on the heels of that scene where they're both uh, ducking beneath the wall and he's all like aghast that these people are trying to kill them. Uh, it's a new experience for me, and and, mm. and he's just like oh, this happens to me all the time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, hate, I hate these guys. Yeah, Nazis. Um. Um, but he's still flustered. And I, I, one of the things I caught much more this time through is repeat his repeated utterance of "This is intolerable." Yep, <laughs> which, which I enjoy immensely. Um, so uh, we have done all of our escaping from Nazis. Uh, which means, of course, we should take a brief uh, break to see what the Nazis are up to. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, they are uh, basically getting a lot of stuff from the nominal leader of this region, uh, including tanks and trucks and soldiers and all of this. And all they have to trade for it is one Rolls Royce, which is a pretty good deal. A fancy one. It is fancy. It's very fancy. Uh, and so we now have our desert, lengthy desert chase sequence where uh, we, you know, have a hole to do with a tank. Uh, and Marcus is trapped in the tank, and uh, the Indy's dad tries to rescue him and also gets captured. Uh, there's a lot in this scene. I'm not going to recap all of it because it's yeah. a very lengthy just watch action it. scene. <laughs> So uh, let me just ask a question here uh, that occurred to me, uh, you know, seeing the movie now uh, as a, you know, slightly, slightly more mature audience. Uh, what do people think? You know, we only get a little bit of time with Marcus, but I was kind of curious about what what the movie is kind of telling us about, like, because Marcus has this uh, professional and personal relationship with both Indiana Jones and his father, which I think is kind of like kind of interesting. Like they, you know, the, the uh, Henry Jones comes down into the tank and they do like, I don't even know what that is, like a secret handshake, rhymey, you know, secret society thing. I don't know if that's a thing people are familiar with, but like they seem to be relatively a, good buddies. Um, I thought it was a British public school thing. Okay, but they they seem to be pals, and it's it's interesting because you know, uh, you know, he Marcus is he is not 
I don't think Indiana Jones's mentor. Uh, he is the elder uh, kind of kind of father figure in Indiana Jones's life, but not really in part because he's he's kind of hapless and Indiana Jones seems to kind of, you know, show him around a lot. But I, I just thought that was interesting that we have this kind of it's now there's like a triangle here in the relationship between the, the three of them, um, which, you know, they could have just made a character that had no connection to the father whatsoever. Um, well, isn't Brody like the head of the department? So it, does Henry Jones Sr. teach in the same school? That's I, the question. I, or okay. he or, used to? Yeah. And like doesn't teach anymore and just does I guess research. I mean he he's nearby in that they drive to his house. But yeah. yeah. I mean I guess I had assumed that, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, they clearly they are estranged. It seemed like it'd be convenient if they didn't live in the same city, <laughs> um, but are driving distance away from each other because they do they do go to it, check out his house and find out that it's ransacked. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it seems it, you know it was this interesting thing, especially where uh, we see that you know Henry Jones Senior has a friend, right, and he's not. Uh, I mean, he is the the doddering professor, but he's not always a jerk. He's a jerk to his son, but like it, it is, it it almost kind of makes the like the the collapse of the relationship between the two of them, uh, I guess, a little bit more bitter because he's got like a connection and relationship with this guy, and it's almost like by choice he does not have a relationship with his son. He's he's not just completely living on his own, uh, out of contact with the entire world. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just it that occurred to me on this viewing for the first time of like, oh, what's going on between those two characters? I mean, according to the Internet, um, the quote is from the University Club, which is a New York social club. OK, so, you know, and of course, the Internet is never wrong. Never wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, no. Well, we're on the internet right now. We can say something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't push your luck. <laughs> Indy and his father's relationship really is a, it's the stereotypical thing of like, children are meant to be seen and not heard and yeah. disciplined and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I left yada. you on your own. Why aren't you happy? <laughs> it's like, right. well, I would have liked to be loved seeing as my mom was dead, but, you know. <laughs> right. Like, if yeah. he had had a nanny, Henry would have been perfectly happy and off scot-free. Maybe he did. I don't know. But, like, I, I think that's the contrast in the relationship is that Indy and Henry have this very – um it's still the father son relationship mm -hmm. that is the the epitome of early 1900s parental relationships right it wasn't about attachment parenting and and all of that mm -hmm. it was like children are meant to be seen and not heard and they're they should act like little adults and blah 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 and then we see henry with a contemporary um and the contrast in that relationship is is definitely an interesting mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's interesting that yeah, the, the as you said, he, he has a friend, um, and it's so different. I I think a lot about that line where uh, they're on the zeppelin and Henry says to Indy like, "I was a wonderful father." You know, did I ever yeah, tell you God. to uh, eat your vegetables yeah. or any of this? And you're like, <laughs> "Yeah." So just you know, not being involved, I let you do your thing. Like, right? Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i i enjoyed this whole action sequence in the desert i mean i think the whole thing is well choreographed and it has some fun moments of heart in it especially the conclusion like you know the a like the bit where he's like trying to rescue his dad and he has like salah save his dad before you know instead of trying to help him 
mm-hmm. and then the whole bit, of course, where the tank goes over the edge, mm-hmm. um, which is just a great scene because a it like it's just perfect. Like Sean Connery actually gets a moment of like self reflection right there where he's like, oh, I never, I never told, I, I never told him anything. Like all, essentially, without saying it, all I needed to tell him was that I loved him, and I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, yeah. and because it's undercut beautifully by an amazing physical comedic performance from Harrison Ford, <laughs> love it, <laughs> just so standing much. over oh, them, good. looking down over the cliff, going like, whew, whew. <laughs> "What uh, you looking at?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's like, "Yeah, that would have been bad." There's a sequence where Sean Connery at one point says, "You call this archaeology?" Yeah. Which is a very funny thing to say the third <laughs> yeah. movie in. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't watched the previous yes. two movies, Monty. <laughs> um, here's a fun fact: this movie is from 1989. That means Sean Connery is 59 in it. What? I did that math too. Oh, yeah. I did that oh, yeah. math too. The yeah. The math. The math doesn't I, work out like for 12, him. To be. He's only 12 yeah. years older than Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, not, I'm not saying about his. But he's relevant to uh, Harrison Ford. Is saying he's 59. He's clearly too old to do a movie. Tom Cruise is 60, and he's doing <laughs> a new Mission Impossible movie right now. Right. Of course, Harrison Ford is 80, and he just did a new Indiana Jones movie. So I really don't <laughs> yeah. have a point here. I just wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah. really no, num- numbers are fun <laughs> you know? and, and and evil. And you know, and this is—he's uh, not too far away from his last uh, James Bond uh, appearance, right? At oh, this, less this than stage? a decade. Well, yeah, yeah. but his last yeah. James Bond appearance was terrible. Oh, because it was never say never again. <laughs> yes, right. Where yep. he's playing yeah, was. James Bond already. Okay. Yep. Sorry, I hadn't done. Unless all the you math want to count the Rock, which is still mm. after this movie. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Subject of a <laughs> forthcoming episode. Sorry, of just, couple, just probably was getting sucked into the greater Dan Moore and headcanon, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, come been on, on this I don't trip need to before." Be the person. <laughs> no, we know Dan. That's just, you know. now. Of course, he plays a James Bond villain in mm. the Avengers movie. Mm. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah, that's true. Mm. Not that Avengers movie. A different. Yeah, Avengers not that. Movie. The, uh, the other Avengers, Avengers movie. Yeah, I yeah. did notice yeah, a thing one. that I had literally never noticed before in this movie while watching this particular scene where he where he's standing and looking over the cliff is that this was this was shot at different times because there are back-to-back shots of Sean Connery where his beard is very different lengths. Mm. <laughs> and I had that moment of like, wait a second, did I ever notice that? His like beard is like really bushy in one and then you cut and he's like clean, almost like close shaven. I was like, oh, I guess they film one of those much later than the other one or something. Oh my gosh. Probably anything that was a special effects thing that was going to be, you know, not done on site and, and things like it's that. Like we yeah. just needed, and, you know, we needed a different yeah. shot of him on like another yeah. shot of him looking stricken. Uh, and we have yeah. to go back and get that. And uh, yep. he's shaved his beard or whatever. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we're into the final sequence of the movie. Everybody's found the temple where the grail is. Um, and so Indy and Sala and Marcus and Henry are working their way in and find the Nazis are already there uh, and have sacrificed many of the local soldiers <laughs> yeah. uh, to the uh, first uh, trial, whatever it is. Um, the scene is the exteriors for this are filmed in Petra, Jordan, um, which is yeah. very cool looking. My uh, my brother was there and he said that it is the like imagine all of the majesty of that uh you know the the building facade and then like 10 feet away there are people selling bootleg indiana jones merchandise <laughs> left and right <laughs> just stacks and stacks that sounds it. right <laughs> yep i think this movie is the reason i've been so obsessed with petra for my entire mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. is just because 
it, it's so formative, you know, for me. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, my, my wife went to visit this when she was in Jordan for similar reasons. Um, to buy bootleg Indiana to buy Jones bootleg Indiana yes. Jones, but you can't get it <laughs> yeah. anywhere else. Where else are you yeah. going to get it? Yeah, definitely not on the internet. <laughs> no, because no, they're not they're not wrong about anything. Um, uh, and so we have, uh, you know, basically Indy's going to be forced to go through the trials here. I actually think this is a a brilliant chilling scene where Walter Donovan realizes, well, I can't shoot Indy because I need him to go through the thing. So he just very casually turns and shoots Henry, um, which I I always found very like, it's like creepy. He's got like dead yeah. eyes. Yeah. Mm. I think this guy isn't on the up and up, Dan. <laughs> what? <laughs> if only wow. Indy had listened to him about not trusting anyone. <laughs> and so we have the trials. Uh, the penitent man. Da, uh, da, da. What do we know about penitent man? Uh, I love the, this. This whole sequence is wild to me. Like I always want to know with both this and like Raiders and all this stuff. Like, how did they build these things? <laughs> Are these like? <laughs> is that like one night sitting there being like, all right, well, I've spent the last five hundred years getting a PhD in engineering, so I can build a complicated <laughs> booby trap. I'm glad you asked, Dan. Oh, thank oh you. the <laughs> trick is. You have to have the spiders reload the dart traps. Oh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's like a it's a whole system where the spiders are teaching each future generation of spider how to how to live in this tomb. <laughs> right. oh, and the yeah. now the spiders also have to yeah. roll the giant boulder back up to where it was, and that takes a while. Right. So it's a good thing <laughs> yeah. nobody gets into these places very often. That's a good I mean, point. It's, yeah. it, it's like Dungeons and Dragons tomb design. I think at a certain point, you just have to be willing to accept. Magic? Um, <laughs> no. Magic. Uh, 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 also, how how dumb do you have to be to not realize that the heads are getting cut off? So maybe don't walk. Maybe Why crawl. Didn't, yeah, just just crawl. Just maybe else. they do like, have that. They've got that second blade. That's the one that that's the one that gets you. You know, it's the second blade that would. I guess if you're crawling and don't come to a a stop to kneel, that would cut you in half the other way. So that you know, I'm, yeah. I'm saying I, these these Grail Knights, they've got it figured out. You're only only penitent men are getting through unless somebody <laughs> puts a rock in the gears. Do you think they had <laughs> to put? Did you think they had to put the second one in after like oh, too many people are getting in? Like we gotta we got <laughs> right. up our blades. Yeah. <laughs> The problem is that everybody waits in the waiting room here and sends one yeah. person in and doesn't watch what happens. Right. I, you know, well, after the first person gets their head cut off, you want to watch that? Yeah. Like, super close? Also, I, I, I think, you know, and they do a great job of the kind of, you know, the voice of God coming through this cave and the, the lighting is all weird and the, the cobwebs kind of move as the blade comes. It, you know... They they totally sell you on maybe there is something supernatural coming on here before yeah. we see that it's blades and then we even see like let us show you the gears that power these blades because I I mean I think they they sell both the audience and the characters in the movie on like we do not know what is going on here and this is weird and we we were really hoping the grill would just be like right here <laughs> yeah. we did all this work to find this place yeah, yeah. and now people nowhere. are dying this is not what? like what did we sign up for. Um, uh, well, Indy manages to figure out what that's about and gets through the first one, which, of course, leads him to the second one, uh, the word of God, uh, which is you just got to know God's name. Right. You right? like you got to be on on close personal terms with God. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you know what what uh, how to spell it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jay. Um, 
I enjoy that scene yeah. immensely because he's so confident <laughs> and yet utterly wrong. Um, and his dad's just like, come his on, dad is come right. on. Yeah. 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 The, the, the slow turn. Yeah, I love Henry. Yeah. I love that Henry figures out the puzzles without being there. Yes. Right. Like that, mm-hmm. that really contributes to my vision of him as a competent person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's done all this research, right? It's coming back to him as he's sitting there bleeding out. <laughs> I love that shot, too, the overhead shot. It kind of like spins as it's coming down on Sean Connery as he says, but in Latin, Jehovah begins with an I. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I think it's really well, it's it's a great cinematographic shot there. Yeah. Um. Also, the the when he falls through the the broken tile, and I always like, wow, there's just like a giant cavern down there. Like, that seems real bad. <laughs> cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, but sure, easy enough to spell Jehovah. There you go. Uh, and we're on to the third and final test, which is uh, the the leap from the lion's head. Um, this special effect blew my mind as a kid because I could not believe it. <laughs> and I guess that's what special effects do. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but I, the sort of perspective painting of it, I kind of like, well, always like, but if you were standing there, you'd know, right? Right? Like, you would be able to see it. It's got three dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're the well, exact right height and exact standing I know, exactly yeah. where they wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I I thought it, yeah, it's a it's a cool scene though, right? Cuz like uh, the what it tells us about Indy, right? Like cuz fundamentally even after everything he's seen, he's like weirdly a skeptic. Like even after the the arc <laughs> melted yeah. a bunch yeah. of people, he's like, "Nah, dick, <laughs> I don't know." Uh, sees sees a guy pull other people's hearts out of their chest, and he's like, "Well, you know, science could probably explain that." Right. Uh, but this is the moment where it comes down to it because his dad is dying. Like he's gotta he's gotta just walk forward, uh, and he does it. And I think it's a it's really strong work here. That is like, well, it doesn't matter. Like I don't have a choice. Yeah, and it's faith, right? Which is yeah. something that he always battles with. So it's really mm-hmm. fun that in order to get to the most magical thing in the world, he does finally have to say, all right, I believe. I like, I feel like, you know, the first test is a test that only Indiana Jones could get through uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but the later <laughs> tests feel like tests that maybe uh, his father could have handled easily if he was not <laughs> dying um, because they are kind of more uh, intellectually kinds of things. And, you know, he did have to know what the penitent man uh, was going to do, but it it feels more uh, like they, they are brain things and not just, say, agility well, and or, or brute yeah. strength things. And and there's even a, a culminating in the <laughs> bonus fourth test that you'll get at the once you cross the chasm (laughs) and henry i think if he were there at that last one he wouldn't even blink he would just walk right over the the i think so yeah like i thought there's a nice bit of foreshadowing there uh when they're when he and marcus are in his father's apartment or his house uh earlier in the movie he asked marcus if he believes in the grail and when he asked that question the picture behind him is that picture of the knight walking across air uh, towards the grail which i thought was yeah. it's nice but there's a lot of foreshadowing in this movie of like stuff that will come up later and i thought that was a really subtle bit but i, I don't always pick it up but it kind of worms its way into your brain anyways because it's very like subliminal almost it's very subtle and you only see it if you are watching it for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh and so our 
our final quote unquote test is the knight, the last of the three brothers, has been waiting there for hundreds of years. Uh, he unfortunately can't lift his sword anymore. <laughs> it's a real I, I like this guy. He's just—he's great. He, I, he's just—he's yeah. just been there, and it's like he's kind of excited to uh, to talk to some other humans. I get humans to do my job after possibly hundreds of years, but also like you know a little like what's going on here? Let's like see how this is gonna work. I think that you know for a character that has like a handful of lines and it basically just stands there most of the time, he's great. And it, even just I think he's like he's lit in this kind of like mm. column of bluish light that gives yeah. him kind of like a ghostly Ethereal, yeah yeah i just i love it uh, i love that guy <laughs> so great and again this is another example of just like the subtlety which i think is why the t- extreme comedy works because there's also these moments of just like subtle awesomeness that mm-hmm. kind of balance it out and and this is also this is where we uh we get a little bit like uh I mean I guess this is the first of several limitations of the Grail uh because I believe when when Donovan was very first talking about it back in his his meeting that was happening right outside like a cocktail party he was hosting <laughs> you know he he dreamed of eternal youth and it seems clear right away yeah you don't get that no. <laughs> like eternal life and eternal youth are different things and mm. though this guy is hundreds of years old he's uh he's pretty weak and he's uh you know he's fine uh sitting there reading reading his bible but he is not really prepared to lift up a sword so yeah. you know asterisk number one vis-a-vis what the grail will give you um <laughs> yeah, he's not walking out to like uh, the supermarket, whatever, and no, then just coming well, back fact, nine to five. And in fact, asterisk number two, uh, you can't you can't pass the seal uh, magic. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the test that has to be passed first, uh, as Donovan and Elsa also show up, is to pick because there are lots of grails. Uh, mm. Which one is the real grail? I like the mm-hmm. idea that um, obviously, if he's been sitting there for a while. It feels like maybe he needs to be drinking from the grail pretty regularly. Otherwise, he just keeps dying of starvation. But then you can't let that one get too undusty. So you got to like, you gotta like <laughs> clean he's the rest of the grails. Every yeah. Every Dude, day. What he's else got, is he going to do? Yeah, he's got a <laughs> lot of time. I think he's reading, he's praying, and he is like upkeeping this stuff. Every couple hundred years, he's got to like sharpen those blades. Um, but like, you know, he's sweeping the uh, optical illusion on the, the leap of faith. Yeah, he, he gets <laughs> the, sand, that gets, the sand gets on if, it. Yeah. It gets, if that gets yeah. dusty, the whole thing is no good but like yeah. you know i i bet those each and every grail in there is polished perfectly now oh, yeah. i have i have yeah. avoided mentioning uh the indiana jones and last crusade graphic adventure game made by lucasfilm <laughs> games uh which is a game i played a lot which is a puzzle until game until now <laughs> until now based on this uh it's a game that you know basically uh somewhat similar to the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy uh game like if you've seen the uh if you're familiar with the source material that gets you pretty far but not all the way and i I will say one of the uh, weird things in that game is that at the end uh, you do have to have like referred to a thing earlier to know which grail uh, to pick up because in this in that in that game the grail can be one of the real shiny fancy jeweled cups and even one of those flat like frisbee looking dishes uh, which I think would not make a good grail uh, and and I think uh, honestly from a point of game design kind of uh, defeats a one of the messages that the movie is trying to communicate here at the end uh, so yeah. That's I end Tony's uh, graphic adventure game uh, side tangent. Thank you. <laughs> well done. I'm just you glad and- we got to see all that dust they were saving. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have chosen wisely. Mm. Uh, so Walter, uh, uh, with no knowledge, he's like, I don't know what a grail looks like. Uh, so he has Elsa pick one for him. Uh, yeah, and she great. picks always like, oh, God. a super yeah. fancy one, um, mm-hmm. knowing that it is not the right one. And again, yeah. I think going back to our point about the villains and how they're all scheming kind of against each other a little bit and playing one off another. Uh, you know, she clearly is, I like that she picks one expecting it to go badly, but does not expect quite how badly it's going to go. (laughs) Right. Um, which is to say rapid aging and hair growth until you turn into a skeleton and get smashed into a bunch of pieces. I think this is decent, uh, pretty good special effect, probably amazing for the time. I feel like they probably had to do a thing where they're like, we've already melted a guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two movies ago. It's not as good as the melting guy. It is not. I mean, it's, I think the melting is terrifying. Like the melting, watching the melting now is still like, that is gruesome. Yeah. This is not great. I mean, I don't want to be immediately aged. Let's put that in my file. Um, But it is a little bit, I I guess it just comes across a little bit faker. Uh, It's certainly, I I, I feel like they were a little penned in by like, we can't melt another guy. We did that. Uh, (laughs) What's the next best thing to melting a guy? (laughs) The opposite. Mm. Dehydration. Freezing him? Uh, No. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, I I think this scene is pretty well done. I mean, you, a lot of it's masked with cuts, right? They do it very like gradually, uh, yeah. and then you know, kind of move back and forth and whatever, and and show different angles, etc. But I think it's it's done effectively. Like it's terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't like it. I don't. I'm in. I'm in the no, don't you. let this happen to me <laughs> camp. Uh, but yeah, then he gets smashed. Anybody, anybody else went in on the not rapid age to death <laughs> camp? Anyone? Did we got yes, hands up. We got three more yeah, spots. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Yep, yep, good. Yes, yep. please. I'm in. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Let's yep. go. Uh, you know how many birthday presents you'll get that way? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, in rapid succession. <laughs> Uh, and so, of course, then Elsa and Indy have to find the actual grail, the cup of a carpenter, and they choose the... the and we have kind of the, like, is, is Elsa coming around? Is she on Team Good now? Maybe? Maybe. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Everything's great. Uh, so they carefully carry a grail full of water over an optical illusion over and, some words yeah. and through some blades <laughs> back to yeah. Henry. And Indiana Jones takes a, takes a drink from that cup. So he's got, he's got something going on there, right? We'll, we'll talk That's how he's later still making end. movies in his eighties. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I haven't seen the last movies, the newest movie, cause it just came out. Well, so I don't know if that is, that is, is specifically uh, mentioned. Uh, is, uh, I always you know. wonder like what, like, like what is the, what is the reading of that? Well, the grail yeah. can't pass the seek the seal. But like, do you lose the effects or do you need to keep drinking from the grail or like, what's the deal? Nope. Like, Indy is immortal now. Okay. No. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I think, I think, I think you get like five or 10 years off is what I think you get. It's a uh, discount. Yeah. And it, I mean, or I, and I think his dad is just fine. I think it's like, you get 10 years or one bullet wound. Yeah, yeah, right. Again, we, we, we never pan no over the show to show all this, this, the lengthy signage in the, uh, the grail temple <laughs> next, <laughs> next to the lion's head, you know, no substitutions, you know, one, one drink good for one bullet hole or, you know, 10 years. It dissolves uh, the life. heck out of one bullet. It's like, it's like yeah. when you put like, like, like nail Wolverine. and dial diet Coke or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so Henry is healed. Uh, I, I like that all the uh, local soldiers are like, "Nope, 
we're out. <laughs> and even point. there's kind of there's little factions between them, right? Because there's like the local soldiers are out, and then I guess there's a couple Nazis still there, and they're like, "Well, we need to be held at gunpoint before we'll surrender." Yeah. It's in our contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Elsa picks up the Grail and crosses the seal, which oh, means we, we, there was no Elsa. That was it. <sighs> Should have paid attention. Yeah. Um, uh, but you get the. I mean, my uh, my reading of it is like uh, holding the Grail is i mean i guess indiana jones does okay because he's true of heart or or whatever but it seems like holding the grail is maybe 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 does some stuff to you that uh you know compels you in ways uh as as we'll see in a second as after the the giant crevasse opens in the uh the temple uh so i i don't know if that was uh of her you know if if she knew what well she was it taps doing, into I your moment, i think it taps right? into your impulses right it, yeah it like it feeds on what your desire is because we have so, the... so Indy was kind of okay because his motivation was I need to save my dad. Yes, right? exactly. I mean, it's yeah. the it's exactly what Kasim asks when he first talks to them, yeah. which is do you do you seek the grail for, uh, you know, the glory of Jesus or your own glory? And mm-hmm. I think in the case of Elsa, it's definitely for her own glory. But for Indy, it's somewhat it's like in the middle, right? Because it's like it's yeah. not for him, but it's it's not for Jesus. Not really and, for Jesus. It, and his dad right. just needs to see it and so he can write it up and like then we can put it back on the shelf. So yeah. Found yeah. It. Um, All Jesus done. does not come in very much into this story of the Holy Grail, I'm going to no. say. It's yeah. a little weird for it's the It's kind of remarkable. Say, yeah. yeah. He gets mentioned a couple of times. Mentioned. But yeah. This is all about Jesus. It's yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, as a, I feel like as a figure more than as a religious, like as a historical rather than religious figure, it feels like. But, but again, yeah. this is, but magic. I mean, there is, but yeah, but magic, Dan, like yeah. this is, you know, the, uh, it's a religious thing that does magic. So, yeah. Only if you believe in it, though. Maybe. Mm. It's unclear. Uh, <laughs> the grail falls in the crevasse and Elsa thinks she can reach out and get it as she's oh, holding up so with a hand. And yeah. she falls into a, a bottomless pit, never to be seen again. Yeah. Uh, tragic. Uh, and of course, then Indy falls into the crevasse and is holding on, and he and thinks he, he can grab the rail. Too. I love yeah. that shot where it's like we can tell he's not that close, but then it has sort of the soft focus shot where it's like his <laughs> yeah. hand is just touching it, and he's like, "Oh, I can get it! I can get it!" Uh, and of course, it takes his dad calling him Indiana to get him to mm-hmm. relinquish uh, and let himself get pulled up, uh, and then they get to wave goodbye to the night. As the whole temple falls down, which is a real bummer. It's Thank been there so long. Thanks for my house. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> told you. Thanks for guarding this place for two thousand years. <laughs> yeah, you've been here for five minutes, and look at what you did. I, I need that cup, or I'm gonna die. <laughs> I think it. I think everything resets in like twenty four hours. So. <laughs> other, okay. Well, otherwise, that guy's life sucks. You I think mean, this is an instance? <laughs> well, I'm, I mean. You know, well, first off, now that knight can't drink from it anymore. Oh, yeah, that, that guy is dead. Let's be clear. And yeah. he, is, he has been guarding it for hundreds of years. It had to waiting end sometimes. For his, waiting for his worthy replacement to come. Yeah. And like a bunch of people come and bust everything up. I mean, that, that's, not, that's not good. Yeah. So just to sum up, when they, they could leave, offer him they, a ride. Know where the Holy, <laughs> they know where the Holy Grail is. And they could just go get a shovel and come back and get it. <laughs> it's a bottomless <laughs> pit, Monty. Please. There's no yeah. bottom to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's My got mistake. like 50 more grails in there. Surely one of those will do in a pinch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and look, just because like the bullet wound healed doesn't mean you shouldn't like seek medical attention and get like a tetanus shot. Um, no. Like they no. should get this they is should, a PSA. Yeah. They <laughs> should get their dad, his dad to a hospital. <laughs> like, you know. 
Um, I I love that last scene though. I love Sean Connery. You know, like Henry's obsessed with the Grail, and like he gets to see it, and he's like, "I'm good," <laughs> and like, then walks away. Like I kind of, I kind of love that as like the end of his arc, uh, and that he realizes, you know, it, perhaps it's trite, but realizes that it's more important that his son stay alive. But mm-hmm. it's a touching yeah. scene, and I think it's done real well by the two of them. You finally get that emotional beat that we've been waiting all movie for. Uh, And then they get to uh, hop on their horses and ride off into the sunset together. And we learn (laughs) that... And find out that Indian is named after the dog. He's named after the dog. The dog we saw in the opening scene. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Put together. Uh, Yeah. And there we are. Indian Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh people want to any further thoughts or wrap up thoughts or thoughts i like it it's not as exciting yeah. as raiders but it's more fun yeah. yeah 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 and you know there's so much they're doing to kind of it, it you know it, it's interesting that they you know they made raiders and then they made temple of doom and they're and then they're this they're like can we just make Raiders again? Like, can we get back a bunch of characters that we didn't bother including in the second movie and put them in this? And it's like, it feels like it should probably be kind of hacky, but I guess that's the magic of Spielberg is even when he, uh, he does, he does some things. Uh, he, he, he makes a great movie no matter what. And, uh, it has some great action set pieces and and things are, things keep moving and it's, uh, it's a fun watch. I mean, I've seen it, uh, you know, a zillion times and it's still fun to watch it and see it again each time because it's just a, it's a, you know, it's a theme park ride that keeps moving. Except for when it's down. Mm. (laughs) Uh, you have to walk out of the movie sadly. (laughs) see <laughs> the behind the scenes i think i agree largely with tony's points i mean i i think raiders is a technically superior movie but i like this more because i just enjoy myself so much with this like raiders is a great movie i'm not going to dispute that um but 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 the chemistry between connery and ford in this movie for me uh makes it such a joy to watch like they're both at the top of their game here and it's so rare that I feel like you get to see these two sort of uh, iconic actors play off each other and it just works so well. Like I think it's just a real coup for the casting of this movie that they were able to get Connery and he just, he just completely nails this role. And I think that's a testament to his work as an actor here and, and Ford too. I mean like, you know, there's no denying that Harrison Ford is a movie star and he's charming and he's, handsome and he's like good all this stuff but i think he has a lot of like layers that he gets to peel back in this movie and it's a lot of fun to see like indiana jones who we've taken from like raiders and temple of doom to be this really competent like uh adventurer or whatever and sort of seeing the one thing that sets him in back in his heels a bit is his dad uh i kind of love it well and you you said it perfectly they're playing off each other they Mm. are obviously working together as a team to be amazing like i just i just wonder how much um like riffing or improv was thrown in there at all even if it wasn't filmed but just to keep that energy almost because it feels like they just got done you know playing a silly acting game mm-hmm. all right well we have successfully discussed Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, and it was an absolute delight to talk to you all about this, one of my favorite movies 
and so we will uh, bid everybody adieu. But of course, I would like to thank my panel so much for discussing this. Aline Sims, thank you for being here. I'm so glad I got to talk about this with you all. Kathy Campbell, it was a pleasure. Thank you. I think I chose well. You chose well. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Monty Ashley, thanks for bringing the fun. <laughs> thanks, Dan. And Tony Sindelar, uh, it was, as always, a delight to talk to you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, nerds. See you next time. And thank you all there for listening. We really appreciate it. And of course, we appreciate all your support for The Incomparable. Uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to get some extra content and some additional perks, including access to our member Discord, you can always sign up at theincomparable.com slash members. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time.